check. Check, check. Check one. Check two. Check mic two. Check mic two. Check mic one. Check mic one. <laughs> so what are you looking at right there? I was looking at... Does it show that? Oh, you can hear it on that? Okay. 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 Yeah, I hear it. Mm-hmm. Check, check, check. Oh, yeah. Fade in the music. <laughs> That's what I'll do. <laughs> so I'm good at that. I'm good at the fading in. <laughs> I saw Easton's thing that he put on that, that little creation thing. That was cool. Like the closet with his hangers. Did you see oh, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that thing was cool. Dude, uh, yesterday it had already had uh, over 12,000 views. What? What does he put it on? Like YouTube. 12,000 views? So, like, he's got one YouTube channel that's called, like, Easton Animations. Yeah. It's more, like, longer videos and, like, videos where he's gaming and stuff. Oh, yeah. And he made a new YouTube account called Easton Does Stuff. Okay. And all it is is just shorts. Short reels or something? Yeah. Short videos? I okay. Think, I think, like, for to be considered shorts, they got to be like under a minute or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, a minute or under. Yeah. So, yeah, he's got more followers right right now on his new YouTube account than what he had on the old YouTube account. I think he's got almost four hundred fo- subscribers. Man, dude. And yeah, he's gonna go viral. He's gonna his, go his <laughs> most recent video has of yesterday evening before we went to bed. Had yeah. over twelve thousand views. What? Like Valerie, Man. Valerie's like <laughs> his video. You know, she's like his video has over eleven thousand <laughs> views. Within like an hour later, she's like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, yeah. His video, Easton, <laughs> Easton, your video has over twelve thousand <laughs> views. Proud I'm like, Val- yeah, I'm like, yeah. Valerie, you're ridiculous. She's like, "What?" Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, do you not think that that's crazy? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it is pretty crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. How, how old is he? Is he? 13. I'm like, it, what's crazy to me is that uh, twelve over 12,000 people want to watch <laughs> a, a video about his hey. pants and clothes hangers. That is, that is funny, though. I watched it. I kind of I chuckled a little bit. I, lie, cause yeah. you know, I, I think that's simple things get me going. So me and, me and him, <clears throat> we were talking last night, and he was talking about his animations. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, one thing that I've that he noticed – is that he's been like looking at like the Disney movies and Disney cartoons, yeah, and how much more detailed um, that they make their characters and how, yeah, um, that they, you know, the cartoons they always kind of, m- you know, magnify certain traits like yeah. a big head or, oh yeah, in- yeah, yeah. A man or whatever is yeah. like very right, you know triangular shaped and has little tiny legs yeah overemphasize a lot of things but but he was talking about like all the detail that goes into it and how he hasn't really done the same thing with his and he's thinking about like maybe changing some of his characters to where like he's adding some more detail to it but he was like um you know 
talking about how he also doesn't want to, he's got like characters that have always been, that have looked a certain way and he doesn't want to lose those. And I, I, I was like, hey, listen to me, bud. If I'm being honest with you, I'm like, you know, those Disney cartoonists, mm-hmm. they got a style that they do. Yeah. And everybody's trying to do that same exact style. Same exact style, yeah. But you have yeah. like, yeah. A signature design there you go. that is your own. Like an artist. Right. Yeah. That whenever I get on your YouTube mm. channel, I know this mm-hmm. is Easton Animation. This yeah. is Easton Does Stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I get on in- Instagram because, like, he's made, like, Instagram pictures for, like, Tabitha's yeah, Instagram. Yeah. Like, Tabitha Does Cakes or whatever. Yeah. And when I see it, I'm like, Easton East, made that yeah. because it's got his, like, signature design yeah. on that thing. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you know. I hear you for wanting to do mm-hmm. what's already been done, but mm-hmm. it's already been done, and everybody's trying to do it the That's same good, way. Yeah. So when you everybody's trying to do it the same way, you're not unique anymore. That's right. Yeah. But you have something that is yours and yours alone that everybody that sees it yeah. knows this came from this guy, you know? That's cool. And I would rather have that identity That's right. than to be like, well, I'm just going to do it like everybody, like everybody else, else, you know? I think that's what sets a lot of oh, every everything absolutely. apart. You know, yeah. To say All this is unique. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> and he was like, I, you know, every once in a blue moon, me and Easton have these like connection talks. That was one of them. And I'm like, yeah, I connect <laughs> with you today. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to subscribe to Easton's channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't worry about ours. <laughs> go, go subscribe to everybody else. Yeah, to forget us. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's about, all right? Yeah. <clears throat> all right, we'll get going here. Uh, <clears throat> welcome back. This is the first episode in, gosh, I bet it's been, a, I think it's at been a month, a month. At least a month. month. We've been busy. Mm-hmm. Lots been going on. Parker's a T-ball coach now, so it's yep. taking up a lot of his time. Yeah, <laughs> he's committed, committed yep. to the game. But, uh, but yeah, no, we've been busy, so we're back. And our last episode, of course, you know, we're going over the seven I am statements uh, that Jesus makes, and recorded here in John. And we're at where, um, and I'll, I'll go ahead and just read the verse, I guess, so we can. Sure. So the verse that the that we're going to talk about, or the, the the I am statement that we're talking about this evening, is found in John ten. Um, it's verse seven. I'm reading uh, this version is NLT. It says, "So he explained it to them. I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep." Um, so we're talking about the I am the gate statement that yeah. Jesus makes. Um, here in John that we read um yeah some versions say i am the door the doorway yeah yeah Yeah, there's uh, a lot of different i guess uh, a few different versions there that we can read that part but so that's where we're at we're at the the i am statement that jesus makes um he says i'm the gate i'm the door for the sheep um but yeah so when you first read it what are you what are you thinking what's your well um so when I first started looking into a lot, well, you know, a lot of this goes back into COVID shutdown. Yeah. Because that's really, when you have nothing but time, 
you can really start diving into some of this stuff. Right. And, you know, in 2020, for six weeks, I had nothing but time. Was you, did y'all was y'all working at the plant? That they shut the plant down. Six weeks they really? shut the plant down. Yeah. So, um, I I honestly thought that I'd be bored out of my mind. Yeah. But I no no lie, man. I feel like that there was a lot going on then, and that and I feel like the Lord placed a lot uh, on me. You know to 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 kind of sew and yeah and to um, try to uh, give encouragement you know during that time because mm-hmm. you know we were all isolated and uh, the first thing that I heard the Lord um, you know speaking to in, in, into my heart was that uh, we weren't having like Wednesday night services yeah right and uh, Winston at the house and Valerie's like or I was like Valerie I really feel like I'm supposed to get my guitar and do an Instagram live and just play a couple praise and worship songs. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, we'll do it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to. You know, so I like yeah. sat in the living room, <clears throat> played through a, a few songs, and I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to – I don't remember what songs they were, but we'll, yeah. you know. But there was a couple songs I was like, all right, I'm going to play through these two songs it was on like a Wednesday or maybe a Thursday, something like that. But it was in the middle of the week. Right. And like I said, nobody was having any midweek services, anything like that. And uh, I throw the phone, you know, in front of me. I, and I used – one of the kids had like a little selfie kind stick? of stand. Yeah, okay, It wasn't yeah. a stick. It was okay. like a stand. Okay. A tripod thing. Yeah, for, for like an old phone. And I got it to kind of work with my phone. And I stuck – Put that thing up, and <laughs> before I ever even hit play, like the idea, yeah. like I put it on me and, and put like the selfie kind of camera on mm-hmm. me, and like immediately my heart starts pounding, boom, boom, boom. and like my palms yeah, are sweating, <laughs> you know. So is and is I'm this like, before you're going live yet, or you're I, already? I'm not even live yet, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. In fact, you know, and I sit in this yeah. chair. I'm not kidding for like 15 or 20 minutes. In fact, I was like. I mean, you're going to go or what? I'm like, <laughs> I'm freaking out right now. Yeah. I'm freaking out. Yeah. I was like, should I say something? Yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. just overthinking yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. to the max. And finally, she's like, if I were you, I'd just hit record and then just start singing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you're planning on doing, right? I mean, yeah. you're you're thinking too much about this. I'm like, you're right. So, you know, finally, I'm like, I hit live. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm just going to sing a couple of songs <laughs> and played through a couple of songs yeah. and I finished up, turned it off. And then a week later, uh, I talked to, I think Bert mm-hmm. and me and Bert made like a little plan, got together, and did a lot, did an, another little, you know, three or four song live stream. And then we got, uh, together with, with Robert and Josh Russell, yeah. and I hollered at Jimmy. I was yeah. like, hey, Jimmy, would you care if we went over to the sanctuary? Right. And just did a little bit of praise and worship and pray. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we if God gives us a word to, to share with, with everybody, right. 
He's like, well, if God's in it, I'm okay with it. He's like, is this something that God's put on you? I said, yeah, 100%. He mm-hmm. said, well, then, you know, I'm okay. Right. I'm fine with that. He said, go over there, set up a camera, whatever you want to do. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I would set up my phone over on this little stand with my little yeah. thing. Yeah. And then we had a, a camera in the middle of the sanctuary. And that's what we, you know, and we did that for, I don't know. Set, it was four or five weeks straight that I that yeah. I know that that we did it every. It's I think it's it was like every Thursday, and after the you know whatever fourth, fifth, sixth time that we did that together, I you know sat down at the house, and I felt like each week I would sit down and start reading you know the word and and God would show me something, mm-hmm. and I'd be like. This is what I'm supposed to share this week. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be a whole lot, you know, 10 minutes maybe, but yeah. like we'd sing, and then I'd kind of share what I'd learned right. on this live stream. And, you know, by week, whatever, five or six, I sat down, and I just didn't feel like there was anything that was resonating with right. me. So I hollered at Bert, and I was like, hey, man, I don't, I'm not hearing, you know, any, any particular songs, mm-hmm. and I'm not getting a word, so I think, this is time for us to, you know, stop. And like a couple weeks later, we started having, you know, yeah, started beginning to gather in the, in the church again. But uh, yeah, you know, that that time allowed me to really kind of dive into like some of these I am statements, mm-hmm. especially like uh, the bread of life. Yeah, I mean, the bread of life was one of the best times I ever had. Like getting and diving into the word but also like watching some videos about how to make bread yeah yeah you know because that really started making me think holy cow yeah. dude, there's there's a whole lot going on especially in scripture right symbolically that has to do with bread with yeah. the seeds with the sowing with mm-hmm. the harvesting with um the threshing floor threshing out the wheat to separate i mean right. there's a lot with the bread that yeah. I like, <laughs> so i love that yeah and then you know the light and then, you know, by the time we got into, by the time I got, like, with the door, um, we was already back to work. Yeah. So I didn't have as much time to really dive into it. But, like, you know, just to get to where we're at with the door, um, there was there was a lot that I love. If if I could have downtime to really just spend yeah. with nothing but, but the Lord, yeah. I mean, I really feel like if you really want to do this thing the right way, you almost have to completely right. surrender to this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, I mean, I enjoy reading God's word and studying, <clears throat> but man, there is so much that that is going on mm-hmm. in the word of God that, like, I, I, in my in my mind, I honestly don't think that anybody could just do it no. working a nine to five, no, no, and, and then spending. Like, don't get me wrong, to spend 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, we was talking earlier about, like, yeah. Jimmy's, you know, challenge the church if you spend nine minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Nine minutes a day. Right. What, what that will change in your life. Right. You know, Bert talked about four days a week. If you read scripture mm-hmm. four days a week, what all that does to your life, you mm-hmm. know, changes, you know, the way you see your perspective and everything. You know, yeah. you begin to. 
acquire knowledge of his word and, and your memorization and all this stuff mm -hmm. and just just spending a little bit of time you know doing a daily devotion and, uh, and all that but man i mean like there's i don't think you you could ever stop learning yeah right you yeah know? and like to to dive into the door yeah is just another level of diving into this thing and, and really seeing god work and god show you different ways mm -hmm. where the doors represented yeah you know? yeah and jesus yeah. says i am the, i am the door i am the gate you yeah. know um but like you can get into old testament and you know you can get into new testament and tie things together yeah with with the gate who's yeah. the gate what's the gate right uh what's that's what i'm saying like if you make like a little spider web outline yeah you, know, you this could be thing, like yeah. yeah the gate you know what all what all's the gate you know yeah. the pearly gates yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah, like right. there is so much much going on where like you can start going into you know what does a hinge do yeah you know, right I've does the does the gate swing yeah. uh one, one way, way yeah. you know yeah. is it is it always open does mm. it close sometimes mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like if we if we get into that are we getting into noah yeah you know? right that's right where there's a door involved and there was only one door. one door, so there was only one way to get into yeah. s the safe place, you yeah. know, the place where you could find comfort, where you could find rest, where you weren't in the chaos, yeah. where you weren't in the flood, where yeah. you weren't in the panic, where you weren't in the strife and the right. stress and the death, you yeah. know. There was only one door. And only one person could shut that That's door. That's right, yeah. right. So so is, are there times in our lives when a door gets shut where yeah. we're like, you know, where we feel like, uh, the door should have stayed open. Yeah, but right. God's saying, "I got to shut this door yeah, yeah. because I'm protecting you from yeah. something that's on the outside mm -hmm. that's going to harm you." You know. Yeah. So you know, I, there's there's so much going on with with that. Um. Um. You, you go into door frames because mm -hmm. if you go into door frames and we you know get into Exodus, mm -hmm. you know, G, uh, God tells Moses that the children of Israel have to throw, you know, the blood of the lamb over the doorposts of of their door frame. Yeah. Because the death angel's coming through. Yeah. And anybody that doesn't have the blood over That's their right. house, you know, come on. You know, if you don't have the blood mm -hmm. over the door of your heart, you yeah. know, yeah. then the death angel, you know, comes by. And, and you know, that's representation of the door. Um, there's just, there's, there's a lot of things, man, that, that, that tie into, um, the door and how we can s split it all up. Yeah, right, right. I was thinking of something, because the verses after, when he makes this statement, he says, I'll tell you the truth, I'm the gate, the door for the sheep, and then verse 8 says, all who come before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. And he says, yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and find good pastures. That's right. And um, this little book I got here talks about, let me see if I can find it. So what is that book? So this book is, uh, it's about, it's, it's the book of John. So Charles Swindoll does, uh, it's the whole book of John and he, 
kind of breaks each chapter down, each verse, and then he'll break it down even to like the like geographic where they're at, geographically where they're at, you know, chronologically, and kind of what's going on. Then he even takes like takes it even further and talks about the writer, the author John, you know, how he how he wrote yeah. these things and these verses and why he wrote them. Because something about John and I've learned here is that he wrote different than Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Yeah. He was a totally different. The way he wrote, the style of writing was totally different compared to Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And um, that's what this book breaks down and, and kind of tells you, you know, the way John would write things and why he would write them. Um, but something about uh, that I was reading, let's see if I can find it. And I might be jumping ahead. Uh, let's see. Yeah, don't jump ahead of the outline. I know, I know, I you know. know. Don't get to don't, don't get, get to the end. I don't want to get to the end just yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got this planned out, man. I Come know. on. <laughs> but it was talking about um Oh, it is ahead. I'm not gonna get there just well, let's talk. I'm gonna, no, I'm, that's I'm, fine. I'm hop on. It said so Don't jump too far ahead. Yeah, the primary. Can we come back? Can yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, we always get come back, back here. here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it'll we'll make a full circle. Well, this right here is is actually verse seven. Um, the commentary of verse seven. Okay. You know, his notes, verse seven and, and eight, says the primary point of his of the of his metaphor has to do with the role of truth in the world. Jesus rarely presented truth in order to turn non-believers into believers. Listen to this. Most often the truth becomes his means of drawing believers out of the world. Mm. You know, and that's what I never thought about like that because I'm always thinking like, you know, Jesus is here to – naturally I'm thinking I'm here to convince somebody to believe. Right. But that's not what – you know, His Jesus' role was to divide. I mean, he was going to say, you know, in verse 8 we read – we just read it there, verse eight, and this is this this commentary goes along with verse eight. Yeah. It says, uh, "All who come before me were thieves and robbers, right. but the true sheep." So this is where he, the Jesus is dividing yeah. the true sheep, yeah. the ones that. So he's not here to convince you, yeah. to say, "Hey, you need to believe in me," right? Because that you know that that's it's right. not going to work. He's here right. to say, "My true sheep didn't li- didn't believe the thieves and robbers." Yeah. My true sheep, I'm here to divide and tell you I am the gate of yeah. this thing. I am, you know, these seven statements that we've been going over. Yeah. And I'm here to divide. I'm not here to convince you to believe in me. Yeah. I'm here to divide you from the world mm-hmm. because the world is these thieves and robbers and the Pharisees and religion, mm-hmm. man. And, and there just, it is. just coming at you and telling you what your do's and don't. That's not what Jesus was about. Yeah. Jesus wasn't going to sit here and, buddy, you need to straighten up because I'm going to, you know, sit here and try to tell you how to, you need to straighten up and follow this, you know, come down this path with me. And you know, that, that's part of this, that's part of being sanctified. Yeah. The sanctification is a process. Yeah. You know, I think I've talked about it there, justified and sanctified. We're justified first. That's right. In God's eyes. Now we're positioned with Christ. After position with him, now we're going to be on this journey. It's going to take time. Yeah. It might be years. Yeah. That so he once we get divided, God, you know, Jesus came to divide. We get that div- we're, we're divided now. Well, now we realize we're not part of this world. That's right. We're part of something bigger and That's greater. Right. Okay, now let's 
now let's move forward with this thing and let's let's look at Jesus as these I am statements and you know not not think of it as uh we're sitting here trying to convince you to believe in this thing because yeah. it's good for you. Yeah. If we if we if I'm gonna tell you, hey man, you need to do this thing because it'll it'll straighten up your life. Yeah. Now it's all about now I'm gonna be okay. I'll, you know I don't want to live out a moral code. Yeah, it's a moral code. Right. I don't want to live that lifestyle no more. I don't want to drink like I used to. I right. don't want to talk like I used right. to. So now I'm gonna pursue not doing those things. Yeah. And then what's gonna happen is I'm gonna get to a point where. I'm not drinking. I'm not talking like I used to. Or I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And then you're gonna get burnt out because mm-hmm. it's it, you miss the whole point of this yeah. thing. We're missing what what Jesus came here to do. He didn't come here just to you know m- tell you some a, a, a moral code to right. That's what the law was for, and the law was good. But the wa- law, but the law was what. Uh, what ended up condemning us, right? Because the law showed us that we couldn't, we couldn't measure hit up the mark. to this thing, yeah. miss the mark, and we'll always miss the yeah. mark. That's and right. That's that. You know, that's when I was reading this and I saw that, and uh, you know, I naturally I'm thinking, you know, Jesus was saying these statements to, I'm thinking to convince these people that like I am this, I am mm-hmm. that, but he wasn't trying to convince you. Mm-hmm. He wasn't trying to, you know sitting here in, in a debate and, and tell you, you know, these are things that I'm, he's here to divide yeah. and to who, separate cause, the true believers. Because we got to look at <clears throat> who Jesus was talking to when he makes That's right. these statements. That's right. You know, like if we go back to bread of life, remember, he's just fed the 5,000. Yeah you know, yeah. miraculously yeah. had 12 baskets overflowing <laughs> after he yeah. feeds 5,000 with, yeah. you know, with the loaves and the fish. Right. Crosses the sea, gets in another crowd of people where you mm-hmm. got, you know, once again, religious leaders, mm-hmm. Pharisees and Sadducees, and they come to him and they say, show us a sign, you know? Yeah. He's just fed 5,000 people, you know? <laughs> yeah, and they still want. With, yeah. And, and he's... They say, show us a sign. And then they start talking about, you know, the bread that Mo- you know, that yeah. Moses yeah. gave. And, you know, and Jesus is like, no, Moses didn't give you th- that bread, but my father, my father. who's in heaven, mm. you know, and he starts talking anyways, not getting back into bread. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but even whenever he's talking to people about I am the light of the world, yeah. the same crowd is there at the bread of life yeah. and I am the light of the world. There's yeah. a lot of religious people there. There's yeah. The it's and when he when he's talking here he's he's not talking to what the Bible calls Gentiles which right. that even I was thinking about that the other day because me and you we'd be Gentiles a Gentile, you yeah. know anybody that wasn't a Jew right. was a Gentile right. so you know all of America that's not Jewish, Jewish. from Jewish descent right. we're all Gentiles yeah. you know and Jesus isn't talking to the Gentiles in any of this he's talking to to the children of Israel, where the law was. The ones that knew the law better than right. me and you. And I mean, And he's talking to religious leaders and, and, the, and the children of Israel, where yeah. it's all based upon, you know, old law yeah. and Mosaic law, and that's what they know, and that's what they're about, and that's what they're teaching. And we get all the way over, into, in, even in John chapter 9. Mm-hmm. If you look in John chapter 9, Jesus heals a blind man, yeah. you know. He heals this blind, blind dude. 
spitting, you know, spitting in mud, puts on yeah. his eyes, tell him, tells him, you know, go yeah. wash this off in this uh, pool called Peace. Yeah. And the dude washes his eyes off, receives a sight. Everybody finds out about it, including, you know, the Pharisees, your religious right, leaders, right. you know. They come and get the blind man. They're like, were you really blind? Who healed you? And he's like, I don't know who this guy was, but I was blind, and now I you know, yeah. now I can see. And they're asking this dude all these questions that he can't answer. Well, then they're like, well, this, you know, they're thinking, well, this guy's probably faking. Yeah. He was never blind to begin with. So then they go, you know, and get their moms and dad, his mom and dad, and they're yeah. asking them. Yeah. And they're like, well, he's been blind since birth. We don't know how it happened. All we know is our son can see now. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should go ask him. Yeah. He's old enough yeah. to answer your questions. And they go ask him again, you know, what happened? He's like, dude, I've done told you guys right. what happened. Right. <laughs> and, he, and he hits him up, and he's like, are you guys wanting to be Jesus' disciples? And, the, you know, and they, like, bash him. They're like, you might be his disciple, but we're disciples of Moses. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? They didn't even say we're disciples of Jehovah. Jehovah Jireh. They didn't say we're disciples of Elohim. Yeah. They didn't say we're disciples of El Shaddai. They said we're disciples of Moses. They were about the law, mm -hmm. you know? And then, like, then we get over into John chapter 10, and here Jesus is. He's still talking because they end up coming and questioning Jesus about yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where we get into John chapter 10, you know? Where, like, what you read. Right. Everybody and everything that came before me is a thief and a robber. Mm -hmm. So everything that came before Jesus, including the law and performance-based religion and, and all the rituals and, the, and, heaven forbid, the Sabbaths. Come on. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's in, it's in the Word. That's you, right. You know? Like, don't condemn somebody for not... Uh, not celebrating holy days and Sabbaths and all this because the Bible tells me that Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath, that Jesus himself is Sabbath. That's right. You know, if I want rest, right. then I'm going to find it in, in Jesus. Jesus. Not yeah. in a day. That's right. Not in going to a service. Mm -hmm. Not in anything like that, any type of gathering. Mm -hmm. If I want rest, I'm going to find it in Jesus mm -hmm. and Jesus alone because yeah. he is yeah. the Sabbath. Yeah. But, you know, we're getting into this where Jesus is talking to these dudes and he's basically saying, I'm the door, and everything before me is a thief and a robber, you yeah. know? So the opposite of the gate is this performance-based religion, right. you know? Right. And I know we, we're hitting on <laughs> performance-based yeah. religion a, a lot, you yeah. know, almost on every one of these podcasts. But, man, dude, it's, it's all over the place. It's everywhere. You know? It's like, everywhere. Like, even, even in my own life, I can remember – going out you know to the church camp and every single year i was having to get re-saved yeah you know? yeah because yeah i i was raised in this religious state of mind where yeah. if i messed up one yeah. time yeah i was going to, hell, going to hell you know and i can remember like going out to church camp every single year yeah and rededicating you know yeah. basically having to get re-saved yeah and then like for a couple months i could I felt like I was, you know, meeting the standard. Mm -hmm. I wasn't cussing. Yeah, that's I wasn't, right. You know, I yeah. wasn't, you know, yeah. doing things I shouldn't be doing. I was being the good little kid. Yeah. But, you know, usually by, like, September, you're, you're back in school back with in all school, your buddies yeah, again. Yeah. You oh, know? yeah. And Hanging out on the weekends. Right, you're doing right. your thing. And, and, I mean, I can seriously remember, like, in my mind feeling like, 
Oh, <laughs> I just said the S word. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. over. I'm done. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't. I can't meet the mark, man. Mm-hmm. I can't live up to this standard that yeah. the law put on people. Yeah. You know yeah. that religion puts on people that yeah. you have to, you have to live this perfect life. And if you mess up one single time, you make one single mistake, you have unforgiveness in mm-hmm. your heart. You know, mm-hmm. one time. I mean, mm-hmm. I can remember being taught like if I went one mile an hour over, over the speed, speed limit, yeah. got in a wreck and died, I was going to go to hell. Go to you know. I mean, dude, Mm -hmm. like we can't live up to that. We can't live that life. That's a life of condemnation, Mm -hmm. you know. And in John 3, 17, the Bible says Jesus came into the world not to condemn the world, but to save the world, you know. In Romans 8, 1, it says there is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus, you know. Mm -hmm. If I'm living in this life feeling like I make one mistake. I mess up one time. Mm-hmm. I have one dirty thought yeah. that I'm going to hell now. Yeah. No, man. It's just like you said. Like it, it, we're all being sanctified, you know, one day at a time, and we're in pursuit. Right. Am I in pursuit of right. of perfection? Hundred percent. I should be. Yeah. Because I'm in because I'm in love. Yeah. With, uh, you know, with Jesus. Right. And Jesus once he said, "Follow me." You know, Paul said, "Follow me as I follow Christ." Mm-hmm. You know, so yes, I'm in pursuit of this thing, but at the same time, like, I I can't like fall back into condemnation, and that's what like, you know, this is all about. Jesus said, you know, I'm the door. Yeah. Like, once you're inside of the door, mm-hmm. you know, you can come and go and As and, you, yeah. and rest. You know, Psalms 23 tells me I'm going to He's going to lead me beside the still waters. Yeah. And I'm going to rest in green pastures. Yeah. You know. This is what the door does. Right. Anything opposite of that, it in the door. Is not you the know? door. Not the true door. Right. If I find myself feeling like I'm beat up or I'm tired or mm-hmm. man, this is just this is too much. This yeah. is too hard. Then you're not you're not in the you're not coming through the door anymore, mm-hmm. man. Because the door mm-hmm. you find rest, you know, you find peace, you mm-hmm. find hope, you find joy. Yeah. That's what the door does. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, it says it says right here, verse eight or verse nine. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come, uh, those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely, mm-hmm. and find good pastures. Yep. Come and go freely and find good pastures. Right. You know, it's this isn't just a you know, it's not a. Uh, we're not saying this is a, a free pass to sin, right? But when we make this thing about trying to not sin yeah and trying to be good and and push this you know i know we've, agenda we, agenda mm-hmm. yeah push this mm-hmm. agenda that we've come up with mm-hmm. on people we're missing the whole point of this thing mm-hmm. we're missing the whole point of what jesus came you know we talk about all the time you know he came to save that which was lost mm-hmm. not and what was lost was the relationship mm-hmm. between man mm-hmm. and Father and God. Yeah, man and Jesus's purpose was to do the Father's will. That's right. The God loved us so much mm-hmm. that He wanted a relationship with us so much that He was like. And I talked. We talked about this when I was speaking the other day. You know, we've we've talked about this that I just imagine Jesus and God just be like Jesus. What do you want for me to do, Dad? That I will. That you love your creation so much. What do you want me to do? Well, we're going to need a sacrifice yeah. because I want these people to be able to walk with me, talk with me, and love me just as much as you love me, and I love them. I want them to experience this kind mm-hmm. of love. 
And so Jesus obviously, you know, many times he, you can look it up. I mean, he does the, fa- he says, you know, I'm here of the Father's will or, you know, he, he quotes, you know, his Father's will hundred you know, all kinds of times. Yeah. It's not his will. It's not Jesus' will. It's not yeah. anybody but the Father's will. Yeah. And his will was for Jesus to do his thing, come on the earth, to yeah. divide, to be these I am statements that yeah. so that me, you, and I can sit here and not try to make this thing about an agenda, but yeah. make this thing about just pursuing God yeah. and only him. Yeah, because if, if we present the gospel as anything other than Jesus, mm-hmm. then then we're presenting a thief. That's right. Right? Because if you look in John chapter 10, I think it's uh, I think it's verse 10. It says the thief's purpose is to steal and to kill yeah, and destroy, destroy, right? And we always, at least my whole life, I was told that that meant the devil, you know? Mm-hmm. I've always heard people say the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil comes mm-hmm. to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus, like we've been talking this whole time in John chapter 6, when he's talking about the bread of life, mm-hmm. he's not talking about the devil. Mm-hmm. He's talking about religion. When he, when he talks about I am the light of the world, he's talking to religious people. When he's talking about I am the door, he's not talking. Like in John chapter 9, when he's talking to religious people, he never brings up the devil. In John chapter 10, yeah. uh, all the way up to verse 10 and yeah. even after, he's not ever mm-hmm. talking about the devil. That's right. But what he's talking about is up here the thief is anybody that comes before me, and he's talking about this law uh, and and feeling like we have to live up to this code of conduct, you know? Mm-hmm. I can't. Now, Jesus came to fulfill the law, That's right? That's right. And he also says that he's going to place the law on my heart, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, And that's what the Holy Spirit's for, right? Because the Holy Spirit is placed within me who knows the law, who knows, mm-hmm. who knows, because now my spirit is connected to God's spirit. Right. So I have direct, you know, a direct connection. So I don't have to look at rules and say, well, yeah. was did I break any of these rules? Let yeah. me look at this list. Yeah. Okay, I'm good. No, yeah. now, you know now you're right. Now, whenever I do something that I know isn't in alignment with God or, or doesn't give glory, basically like anything that doesn't glorify God, yeah. like anytime that, Anytime that I've stepped out of alignment, I've known pretty quick. Yeah. Not that I've been condemned, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like there's almost like this feeling, like, dang man, yeah. Uh, I probably shouldn't have been. I probably shouldn't have done that, you know? Right. But that's because the law has been written upon my heart and not just on dead stones anymore, yeah. right? Because when Jesus died, the Spirit left dead stones. And entered into living stones, right? Because that's what the word tells me that I am, that I'm living stones. But, yeah, man, the thief, you know, here isn't the devil. Right. Well, I mean, just again, we talked about it. Who At this time, Jesus is talking. He's not talking to. Right. He's talking to Jews and Pharisees. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you've got to look at the audience who he's talking to. Yep. You know, he's talking to people that know the law. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, that was their life. That's the separation. Yeah. You know? He came, yeah. Like these guys believed, uh, believed in who in in the fact that the Messiah was coming, you know. But there had to be a separation here of, you know, are you going to follow the law or are you going to follow me? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that's the same same with us. Like I I don't doubt for one second that there's people that that go to you know uh, that churches that are 
you know, tied into religion that don't love Jesus, you know. Right. I'm not saying that whatsoever. Right. That's right. Guarantee you there's, you know, people that are fully in love with Jesus, you know, but at the same time, like, you're also trapped mm-hmm. and bound up mm-hmm. in something that leaves you always feeling like yeah. I'm just a dirty yeah. piece of trash yeah. sinner, you mm-hmm. know. And, uh, uh, I, you know, talked about this at in class a couple weeks ago about the whole just because you sin doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you're a sinner, right. you know. Just like if because, you know, we'll say, well, it, uh, if you jog, you're a jogger, yeah. you know. If you fish, you're a fisher. Well, I went fishing this past weekend, right? But I might, you know, I no. might fish three times in a year. That doesn't make me a fisherman. That <laughs> yeah, just means yeah. I went fishing. This is means you went you know? fishing, right. yeah. yeah. If somebody, if a, if a dog comes running at running at me on the street, mm-hmm. I'm going to take off running from my house. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that don't make me a runner That'll just because I decide to yeah, run from yeah, a dog. You yeah, know? yeah. So like, once I've left the identity, you know, I'm born as in, in the my identity is is sin. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've been born with that identity through Adam's sin, and right. I'm born f- through man. But once I find rebirth, regeneration, yeah, you yeah. know, through Christ, yeah. that the old man has passed away, behold, all things become new, you right. know, that I'm crucified with Christ, yet I live, yeah. not I, but Christ that lives That's within right. me, you know, yeah. that I'm a new creation, old things are passed away, right. behold, all things become new, you right. know. Now, God no longer sees me as sin, he sees me as son, yeah. you know. Sonship. Are there going to be moments whenever I allow the, you know, the sin nature that I was born with that Paul talks about in Romans chapter 7 to get the best of me, especially if I'm just trying to live righteously of myself, Mm self-righteousness. Yeah, Yeah, sometimes maybe I'm going to sin, but that doesn't make me a sinner anymore because my identity's changed now. And when God sees me, he doesn't even see Parker Crago anymore. That's right. He only sees because... The Bible tells me that I, I think it's in Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1 or Ephesians chapter 2 says that we're united with Christ. Mm-hmm. And united means that, we're, that we've become one entity. Yeah. That when God see, looks down and sees me, he doesn't even see Parker anymore, yeah. man. He sees Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's crazy right That there. is. And like, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard to wrap our head around that thing, man. Like, yeah. to understand, like, you know, as much as we read about Jesus and what he, all he did and and to think that we are right there with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are we seated are in the heavenly places. Right Vision there, chapter two. Right know? there, well, we're yeah. right beside. I mean, we're we're just God sees us now, just as He sees Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, the relationship <laughs> that Him and the Father had. Just you know what Jesus said. He was He loved the Father so much that we talked about. It. He's going to do whatever the Father mm-hmm. wanted Him to do. Mm-hmm. We are in that same relationship. Mm-hmm. Now it's up to us how far we want to take this thing, but right. that relationship we're we're positioned right there. Right, we're in the same room. Right, you know how far you want to go with this right. thing. Right, the enemy is going to try to tell you you're not good enough, or yeah, you've sinned, and and you know you're going to try to hit the mark, and mm-hmm. we always fail. We're not mm-hmm. we're going to miss this thing, and and that's just life. I mean, that's we can't help that. Mm-hmm. That's just going to happen. But if we make it about trying to hit the mark, well, then we're missing. You know, God sees the blood. Mm-hmm. We talked, I talked about it there last time too. The blood was for God. You know, we ha- he had to have the blood mm-hmm. 
And you find in the old Exodus, you find in Exodus, you find in Leviticus what the blood meant mm -hmm. back then mm -hmm. in the Old Testament and how, you know, the high priest had to perform this ritual. And because God required this. God gave specific instructions mm -hmm. on what the high priest had to do for the blood for the people. The people never saw what was going on in the holy place, in yeah. the temple. Yeah. They never saw it. Yeah. You know, I think it was Aaron would take the blood and he would sprinkle it seven times mm -hmm. because God told him to sprinkle it seven times. Yeah. The people, again, who weren't even allowed in this room were benefiting from this thing. Right. So we are the people. Jesus yeah. was our high priest. So we didn't, right. we're, we're benefiting from something that we weren't even in this. We weren't even in the same room. Mm -hmm. We weren't even near this thing, but yeah. we get the benefit from this thing. And in the Old Testament, you know, of course, they had to do it again and again for so long. But, you know, now if we understand, and I could just imagine being at that time, <coughs> you know, it was a big thing back then in the Old Testament. You know, it was a oh, big, yeah, it was a huge event, huge right. ordeal. Um, and I think now we've kind of, <coughs> I got a tickle in my throat, but I think now we've kind of, because it's not as an event or it's not like a big, we don't really, we, we kind of, uh, we don't think of it as effective as it was then. Yeah. You know, the whole, when they when they did that, and I think it's Exodus when they talk about the or Leviticus when they did all the ritual and stuff. I'd say the people came out, you know, after the high priest would do his thing, and I'm sure the people were pumped. Yeah. You know, excited. Oh yeah. And took it to heart and I and mean, believed in it. Yeah. And committed to this thing, and now we're kind of like. Yeah, we believe Jesus died for us and he covered us by the blood, but, you know, I'm still, I've accepted Jesus as my Savior. I know the blood's there, um, but I'm still going to, you know, I, I still got to, I still got to meet this quota yeah. on going to church so many days a week, you know, a month or, or reading my Bible, you know, you know, nothing against that. But if we, if we make this about hitting numbers, hitting marks, or not doing this, not doing that, um, you know, it's all about, and that's about, it's about man, self-righteousness, self -righteousness. Right. and that is not what Jesus was about. Mm -hmm. These I am statements were going over man, mm -hmm. you know, are powerful right. I am statements. The deeper we get into these things, I think the more it reveals God mm -hmm. and the more it reveals to us that, you know, you can't do this thing on your own. Mm -hmm. You can't be good enough. Never will be. And you can't, you can't say, you can't go to church right. enough. You can't, you can't. <sighs> And there's there's freedom in that. I feel like yeah. I feel like whenever I get to a place where I I say, man, I can't do this, and but I can rest in the finished work that Jesus could do it. You know, yet not I, but right. Christ that live in me. Right. Like the the more I was thinking about this today, like the more that I realize how sovereign and how in control God is, mm -hmm. and I surrender. To saying, I'm not in control and right. I'm okay with that. Right. You know, the easier it is to have, hmm. you know, the peace that passes mm -hmm. all understanding and, and all, you know, and, and all these scriptures that line up with just finding rest, you know, cast your cares upon me, all ye who are weak and heavy laden, I yeah. will give you rest. You know, the more that I, that I realize how in control god is does that mean that i just like you know lay around and just say well god you know no i'm not saying that but 
the more that I understand how in control mm-hmm. God is of everything. Like I was listening to a message today that Robert Morris was preaching about um, how it took 25 years for Abraham and Sarah to have Isaac. You yeah, know? yeah. And if they'd have had Isaac, you know, 25 years earlier, then his wife Rebecca would have been born, you know, in a in a time where it he would have ended up with somebody else. You yeah, know? yeah. So like he was born at the perfect time so that he could marry Rebecca, right. so that they could have you know Jacob, so that Jacob at the perfect time would find uh, Rachel, and that they would have and Rachel couldn't have babies for a long time, but mm-hmm. then you know she was able to have babies. And all this was like perfectly laid out so that at just the right time, yeah. Mary would be would have been born, and at just the right time, mm. Jesus comes. You know, yeah. and it, but you know if if I don't have perspective of God being sovereign and ha- and being in control and yeah. and everything having a having a layout, then yeah. I, I I step back and and look at life, and I'm like. Why did this happen to me? Mm-hmm. Why is this going on? Mm-hmm. Why are the circumstances? Why did this door shut? Right. Yeah. 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 Why is this door not open yet? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like the more that I surrender to the fact yeah. that God is in control of all things mm-hmm. and has a plan. You know, this mm-hmm. is in His Word. You know, has a plan for my life. Has a purpose for my life. Yeah. Uh, s- says, you know, each day of my life was was laid out, you know. Um, uh, then I've, in, in, in my perspective, in my mind, I don't get nearly as stressed out anymore, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because I, I understand that God's got this, man. Yeah. yeah. God's got this. I can't do it. Right, right. I can't do it. We but God has got this. Yeah, yeah. We try to do it on our strength and our time. And yeah. You know, we're going we're gonna to fall short. And there's going to be times where we may not. <clears throat> there's going to be times maybe we try to do it on our own, and, and it does work out. But there's going to be a lot of times where we try to do it on our own, and it's not going to work out. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. you know, we getting back to that resting state and realize that, you know, it is he's – he's got a plan. He's got a plan for everything. I mean – everything our families he's, he's got a plan he's got a timeline for it of course you know god doesn't see time but in our time he's got uh his timing is going to be perfect and everything and doors are going to open and doors are going to close i mean he is the door yep. <laughs> you know yep. and if we make him the yep. door of everything in our life there's going to be doors that are going to be shut and then, like you said earlier you know we're going to kind of question why is this door not why did this shut yep. why well, I'm look, you know, why, why this, why that? But we understand that God's in control. Jesus is this door, this mm-hmm. gateway mm-hmm. that we can come in and out and find good pastures, yeah. not just pastures to chill out in, but good, good pastures, ones that are healthy, ones that are probably pretty to look at. Just imagine walking through a meadow and just seeing, you know, something gorgeous to see. Oh, yeah. That's what I imagine. I imagine that, yeah, I'm going to go through this door, I'm going to go through this season. But I'm going to go through this door, Jesus, to something even better. Yeah. Um, it might take time. It might it might be in this season. It might be in this field for a little bit. Yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, whatever's going on with health, with relationships, with whatever's going on in life. But but if God, if Jesus is that true door in our life, if he's that gate, and we understand that there's a gate and He it's him, 
when we get to the gate, when we the closer we get to Jesus, and we understand that through this gate is going to be even better pastures. Mm-hmm. That's right. Even there one, is. ones that we have yeah. never even, you know, foreign territory, yeah. beautiful yeah. pastures that we've never even, no one's ever stepped foot on. Yeah. But Jesus is that gate. He's yeah. the only one that says, I am the true gate. I am the true door yeah. that through me you'll find good pastures, yeah. better pastures, yeah. better land. Yeah. Yeah, I like that because that made me think about uh, Paul. I, I, we talked about this a few weeks ago because yeah. Paul said, I, Paul, prisoner of Christ. Yeah. You know, because, you know, if, uh, if we think of prisoner, we think, of, you know, you're in this slummy old prison, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But, you know, the Bible tells me that I was, you know, a slave to sin, you know, until I was freed from that. Yeah. And I don't think, I know that there's a lot of people that say, well, Paul said, I'm a prisoner of Christ because a lot of the letters that he wrote was while he was in prison. You know, that's what we're doing our like Sunday school lessons yeah. on Ephesians, uh, Colossians, Philippians, all, mm-hmm. all, you know, some of his epistles that he wrote yeah. while he was in prison. But I think it went further than just him being in prison. I think Paul said, hey, I'm locked in and I'm locked, mm-hmm. locked down to, to Jesus, you know, I've walked through the I've walked through the gate and the gate closed behind me, yeah, you know, yeah. and I can't get out of this thing, yeah. you know. And we and we find out in like Ephesians chapter one it talks we talked about the Holy Spirit seals us, you yeah. know, like once once I'm in this thing and I've been sealed, you know, yeah. you you lift your envelope mm-hmm. and and you've been sealed inside the envelope. The only person that can break the seal is the person yeah. that what's in the envelope is 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 meant to to open right you know? yeah and so here's the thing is like paul's like i'm a prisoner and so you know a prison cell always has a gate you gotta walk through that door mm-hmm. and they shut the door and they mm-hmm. lock lock it in behind you but paul's like i'm a prisoner of christ i don't want out of this thing mm-hmm. because once i've stepped through the gate you mm-hmm. know and i'm in these green pastures yeah, yeah. and i see yeah. life in a, in a new way yeah. and it's a better way than I've ever experienced and I've got more purpose and I've got more of, of everything that, that, that is good mm-hmm. I don't ever I don't I don't want the gate to open back right, up you right, know right. like like Noah and them on the ark you know they didn't want that door to mm-hmm. open up until it was time for it to be open you mm-hmm. know because while I'm inside of the gate you know I'm I'm safe, safe I'm yeah. taken care of yeah. I'm fed yeah. you know I once again I can find rest inside the gate you know mm-hmm. so i feel like you know when paul's like i'm a i'm a prisoner of christ he's like i'm i'm in this mm-hmm. and i don't and this prison is so nice mm-hmm. you know? yeah yeah i don't ever want to leave it right you know because when you know uh i think it's in john 15 uh jesus talks about that we're servants but he doesn't call us servants he calls us friend right. you know and that's what i'm saying like uh, whenever I look at this and say, I'm a prisoner of this thing, yeah, I, I'm down with being a mm-hmm. prisoner because this is the best prison I've ever been <laughs> yeah, in yeah. in my life. Yeah. And the prison guard yeah. is the greatest, you know, prison guard ever. ever you know, yeah. the warden, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah. created you all there things, you, yeah. you know. Yeah. And he loves me. Yeah. And he treats me so good. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Don't let me out of this thing. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want out of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just just like we're saying that 
we've been sealed in this by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that door's been shut. And no matter how bad I can be, you know, uh, we say, uh, you know, we're saved by grace through faith, not by works, lest any man should boast. Right. So it ain't good works that gets me in. Mm -hmm. So if it's not good works that get me in, then bad works aren't going to get, get me, me out. out. I'm sealed in this, That's man. That's right. The gate's shut. That's right. You know, I've walked through the gate, and mm -hmm. the gate is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. the, the Bible tells me, I think it's in Matthew chapter 7, talks about the narrow gate yeah. and the broad gate, you know, and, and I always hear people talking about the narrow gate, you know, you're living with Straight your, your button, you know, your button-up shirt and yeah. your tie and, and, and your you yeah. know, dress pants and your dress shoes, but, you know, the, the broad gate, you're out here, you know, living like a, living like a heathen. Yeah, yeah. But... Once again, the gate itself, if we read in John chapter 10, Jesus says, I'm the gate. Mm -hmm. So the gate, even in Matthew chapter 7, the narrow gate is Jesus. Mm -hmm. The broad gate is, you know, the Oprah Winfrey shows that True. say, oh, there's a whole bunch of different ways of God. No, yeah. there's just That's one right. way. one way. And it's the narrow gate, yeah. right? Yeah. In John, in Matthew 7, he says, it says he's the narrow gate. And in John chapter 10, he tells us what the gate is. Mm -hmm. And he says, I am that mm -hmm. gate. Mm -hmm. I'm the only way. The man. only way. And that's that's part of this division. That's what he, you know, and that's what he's talking about there. Mm -hmm. You know, he's going to divide and he is going to divide and more people will go to the larger gate. But this narrow gate, the true gate, mm -hmm. you know, the one that leads to these good pastures. Mm -hmm. Once you're in, man, you know, it's it's a seal. It's mm -hmm. a you you are sealed. You are a part of this thing. And uh, you know it's it's more personal. And in, in, in Jeremiah, God talks about the new covenant. We I read there a while back that this new covenant that uh, He speaks about is going to be a part of our inward parts, mm -hmm. not something that we read on a on a paper. It's not going to be something that we hit a list and do these things. But it's going to be a part of our inward parts. It's going to be more personal than the old covenant. Yeah. This Holy Spirit that we have in us, man, we talked about it earlier. You know, it will, yeah, well, it, that's what the Holy Spirit's, it's in alignment with God. And it'll help us, guide us, direct us, comfort us, and put us in, uh, you know, positions and, and when to say things and when not to say things and correct us and, and do things like that. Uh, but this gate that we can come and go freely is Jesus Christ, the true gate. Yeah. The one and only true gate, the one door. That leads to these good pastures that he talks about. Yeah. That's where we pursue that, pursue him, pursue that, that one. When we see him representing us as the gatekeeper, mm -hmm. if we see Jesus as the gatekeeper, not us, not ourselves as our own gatekeeper, and we open up our own doors and we close our own doors, but when we put him in that position and we see Jesus, I mean, it's, it's just, a matter of time till you see, I mean, a change in your life and, and your sphere and, and families and politics, government, schools. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it would yeah. just be a trickle effect. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I keep hearing, hearing this in my head because, <clears throat> once again, we, we keep on talking about, like, good works and bad works so you know to anybody that that is listening or you know just just to reiterate this god does want us to obey 
feels work. Absolutely. Every word. Not trying. So I I don't want anybody that, like, listens to this to say, oh, well, you know, uh, Parker and Adam are basically (laughs) giving us a free pass. Free pass. (laughs) To live however we want to. No, that is not at all what God wants for our lives. Um, But, like, you know, my dad and, you know, and I know you got a a good dad, you know, so we can kind of use these guys as an example. Uh, but but you know, my dad and your dad had rules, right? right. Whenever I when I, I lived under my dad's authority, right? You know, uh, under his house, there were rules and there were standards mm-hmm. that were to be met. Whenever mm-hmm. I lived in my dad's home, you mm-hmm. know, and I kept those, I you know tried to keep those rules out of honor mm-hmm. and respect. And love, and love yeah. for my dad because my dad was a good dad mm-hmm. and he wanted the best for my life, mm-hmm. right? And the and the reason that he and the reason that my dad and your dad mm-hmm. had rules for us is because they knew through life experience mm-hmm. and through wisdom that if we lived by these rules and regulations and standards and right. things like that, that our life that we'd be safe, right? That our life would have more purpose, that our uh, that we'd be healthy, right? You know, um, and 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 that's the same thing with the law. You know, mm-hmm. the law caused condemnation. And if if I'm obeying, here's the thing: is if I'm obeying the law just to try to stay saved, that's the that's yeah. that's the bad. That's that's right. Know, that, that's that's right. not what. That's what, right. what it's what it's about. That's right. But God did give us the law, and He did give us these standards and these and these con- and convictions and things, because He wanted me to live the most fulfilled life mm-hmm. possible, and He wanted me to be safe, and He wanted to be me to be whole, and and wanted me to uh, have good things, mm-hmm. and and not good things as as far as like worldly treasures, right? But to be have a fulfilled life even if I didn't have that's right you know earthly treasures mm-hmm. and to be be able to see my life as being meaningful um, but a lot of it is about you know him wanting us to be safe and him wanting us and him having this love so mm-hmm. he says hey d- you know don't do this stuff right and you'll have peace of mind yeah. and you'll have joy in your heart and you'll yeah. have love and you'll have and you'll be surrounded by love yeah. uh, by love and like and when you take care of the poor, like any any time that I've been a part of any type of ministry where you're taking care of, you know, people that don't have as much mm-hmm. or whatever, you're sowing into that. I've never walked away feeling like, boy, I'm a dirt bike, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's, and that's the whole whole planet uh, of yeah. it is the law is 100% super important, um, but it's the reason why we're obeying that. That's right. You know? That's right, and it's because we we love God, you know. Where's our foundation? Jesus, yeah, is our foundation in in hitting the list, or is our foundation in just loving God? Yeah, and and just like the examples we just gave, you know, you, I like I love my dad so much that, and the 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 more our relationship grows, the more I, you know, get closer to him, the more those things that you know he told me not to do, 
will mean more to me. Yeah. You know, like I don't want to do it just because it's bad. Yeah. I don't want to do it because I don't want to disappoint my dad. Yeah. And, and that's because you know your dad's heart, right? Right. That you know that he's given you standards and rules because you know that your dad is just trying to take care of you and trying to right. keep you safe and right. keep you healthy. And so, like, that's why it's so important for us to see, you know, John chapter 10 and John right. chapter 8 and John chapter – so that we know the Father's heart, right. you know. And then I'm not like – I'm just – living under a tyrant that's right. trying to make me obey a bunch of rules. Right. But no, I know, I, I see in John chapter 3 that God loved me so much that yeah. he was willing to give a son yeah. that if all I do is believe, mm -hmm. I'll have everlasting life. That I can see all these things that God has placed in my life and all these blessings and mm -hmm. all this favor and all this grace, you know, grace, uh, love that's undeserving, yeah. you know, that we don't deserve. And God has all this love for us. That whenever I get in his word and the more that I get to know him and the more that I spend time with him and the more that I meditate, I mean, just sit in, in his presence and meditate on his goodness. Then I realize that all these things that he asks us to do or asks right. us not, not to not. do is all for my own benefit. Mm -hmm. You know, it ain't, it ain't because he mm -hmm. wants to be a, a bully or a jerk. Mm -hmm. It's for my benefit. So that I can live the most fulfilled life possible while I'm here in this temporary world, you know. And then, you know, he rewards me with an eternal life mm -hmm. beyond, you know, mm -hmm. whenever I walk in, in through those pearly gates, mm -hmm. you know. And, you know, it is, you know, for you and I to, to see it is, and is different compared. I mean, even our relationship is going to be different. You know, your relationship with God and my relationship with God is going to be different. And people that may not have had a earthly father figure, that may not be able to naturally understand the father-son relationship, father-daughter relationship, it'll take time. Mm -hmm. And you try to, we can't change people that they've lived a lifestyle for 30 years, and we expect them to change overnight. You know, if we, if we, put a standard on this lifestyle as a Christian and we expect that when you get saved you now have to become a part of this standard yeah now we're going to make it about what I think's good for you or what you think's good for me mm -hmm. you know those that haven't got the experience true sonship or daughtership you know it's going to take them time yeah it's going to take them time and 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 we're not here to condemn the right. world. That's right. Jesus didn't come to condemn, right. but to save. So right. we're not going to sit here and beat him over the head and say, right. "Dude, you you got to straighten up." Right. Over time, will the closer they, the closer their relationship gets with God, the closer they, the more they understand this true sonship, and what it's like to be a, a son or a daughter, and to understand the love, because this love that God has is. I'm still trying to understand it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I'll never understand Like, it. on paper, yeah. like, you know, yeah, I got saved when I was six years old, and I got a Bible, and I, you know, I remember when I got saved, and I was at home, and this and that, you know. But, like, the love and, and to try to understand what it means to be a true son, like, mm -hmm. I'm still trying to mm -hmm. trying to figure this mm -hmm. thing out. 
Yeah. So I can't expect somebody who who maybe has hasn't doesn't know not, doesn't know a whole lot about church. Yeah. You know, maybe their idea of church is is a standard. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, we've put a standard on this thing, and yeah. I think that's what we're trying to say is we're trying to say, forget, let's not put a standard, forget the not forget, but you know, let's not not think about the laws and the do's and don'ts because. We make that our focus. We're going to forget this true sonship and true daughtership and what it's like to have that father figure. Um, what we're trying to say is, you know, when we just see the love that God has for us, when you see all that love and what he went, what he went through and what he gave up so that we can just be in the same room as him and, and experience, uh, you know, his presence. To yeah. When we see that love, yeah. then – all we want to do is just, Lord, I want to please you mm-hmm. in it, how I walk, mm-hmm. how I talk, mm-hmm. how I handle myself, mm-hmm. with the things you do, and just at work or in the weekend. And, it, you know, it's a process. Mm-hmm. Sanctification takes a long time. Mm-hmm. and But if we make this thing about a standard and about hitting the list or hitting the do's and don'ts, again, you and I can understand it a little different compared to some people that may have not had uh, you know the upbringing that you and I had, and not one's better than the other. You know, it's just a, it's a different level of understanding, and and what Jesus came to bring, man, was uh, a lifestyle that man cannot cannot offer. We cannot offer. My dad was a great dad, and is a great dad, but what Jesus and God, man, he can't offer that. He can't offer that 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 kind of love. Right. <laughs> You know? Oh, yeah. He can't offer it. He, you know, I, I love my dad, and I'm going to try to do my best to do it, you know, please him. But I can't make it all about him, too. You know, it's it's beyond the kind of love that he has for me. Yeah. And, you know, God loves you, man, no matter what. Yeah. No matter you – I mean, he loves all the dictators of the world that's been in the past. Yeah. Just as much as he loves me and you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And all the evil and, and the world is crazy these days, and all these, you know, things that are going on. You know, he loves. I mean, he loves our president just mm-hmm. as much as he loves, you know, the greatest preacher of all time. You know, mm-hmm. it, it don't matter. Yeah, there's no there, there's no standard to yeah. this love. Yeah, well, he sees us all the same. He sees us he all the. He doesn't see. He didn't. He didn't see. You know. Adam Sigmund is this guy, and then see a porn star is a that's porn right. star. That's, that's right. 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 So he sees he didn't. He, now you he, and I will see right because that we're human, right. and we're gonna and and that's that's our fault. We're right. gonna see people based on who they are or what they've done right. or what they're affiliated with, yeah. and, and you know that's that's our faults. Yeah. That's that's just who we are. He's still like. He still like he he looks at the the dirtiest of the dirt. Yeah. You know, and his and his word says, you know, out of all creation, we're his prized possession, and that's the saved and the lost. Mm-hmm. Now he wants. Now it doesn't mean that if you're lost that you get to be saved mm-hmm. just because that's the way he sees you. But you know he's, but he still sees. You know he's created every single one of us uniquely. Right. And exactly the way that he wanted us to be created 
and you know through the whole free will you know having a choice mm-hmm. and because you know the old devil um, those you know his his temptations and his you know lies into people's ears and they 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 go their own way or whatever right but he still sees those people as beautiful and yeah. loved right and he's just waiting for them to see him as he truly is yeah you know yeah a loving father that wants the best for their life just like he wants yeah. the best for me in your life yeah yeah man it's a and we we've got to get to a place our own selves where we don't look at somebody that's in drug addiction right. or dealing with porn addiction right. or dealing with um, um, homosexuality. That's right. Uh, gender confusion. Yep. We can't look at these people and just look at them like, ah, uh, mm-hmm. you know. But if they don't, but to see them in the same way as what God sees them as out of all creation, you are my prized possession. You know, and he wants them just as bad as he wants the most moral, morally sure. good person on the face of the earth. You mm-hmm. know, Mother Teresa and, mm-hmm. and the Pope and mm-hmm. all these people that we look at and say, ooh, wow, they're, you know, they're holy or they're, mm-hmm. you know, sanctified or righteous or good or whatever. You know, I, I watch like things on Instagram where somebody does something amazing for, you know, sick kids or hurting people and, and people's like oh they that's the kind of people that deserve a good life yeah. you know nobody yeah. in, in reality none of us deserve a good life that's right none of us <laughs> nobody do. yeah right so so we all if we're de- if we get what we truly deserve it, it it isn't anything good yeah but because of the gate yeah. because of the door because we chose to walk that's right. Through the gate, you know. Yeah. That's that's the only way we get to to you know experience yeah. life beyond this one. That's yeah. going to be so yeah. much. That's you know no no sin, no shame, no yeah. sorrow, no death, no pain. No, I mean, uh, but it, but it's only only by Him, mm-hmm. and He wants us all, man. Yeah, He wants us all. Yeah, yeah, He does, and that's what that's this free reign, you know, this free will. That that's what He wants, you know. He gave us this choice as, as humans. Is he created Adam? You know, he wanted Adam to choose him. Yeah. True love, you know, comes by choice. I'm not going to force you to love yeah, God. That's right. I'm, and I'm not going to force you to do, dude. You got to change your life. I'm going to love you mm-hmm. unconditionally first. Mm-hmm. And through time, when you re- when you experience that love, just we just got got, got done talking about this, the father son love. Right. When we experience that love, you know. There's times my dad didn't have to tell me not to do something. Yeah. My dad didn't have to tell me, don't speed. You know, don't do that. Mm-hmm. He loved me, and I knew, I just naturally knew that I don't want to do those things mm-hmm. because of the love of that my dad showed mm-hmm. me. You know, I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you, buddy, you need to act up or you don't need to be doing that. You don't need to be, you need to change your lifestyle. I'm not going to come down on you. I'm going to show you love, unconditional love. No matter if you just messed up, matter if you've done something horrible, and I think, I mean, I think there's been times where the church has failed, and we've failed that. I'm not condoning ever, you know, cheating on your wife, you know, that is that is horrible. Mm-hmm. But 
But who am I to come down on somebody and bash them or talk bad about them and say, dude, you are an awful person. For I'm sure they know what they did. And people that do that, or and that's just an example, because I've know I know an example of that, and I'm not gonna get into it, but I know an example where that's happened, and people, you know, pretty much condone the dude, and now he's kind of like, he don't want nothing to do with. No, you know, he's it was his fault 100. percent Yeah. But who am I to be like, dude? You are an awful person. <laughs> what you did was wrong. He they know that. Mm-hmm. He knows that. Now, I'm not going to say, that's all right, buddy. I still love you. Mm-hmm. I, I still do love you. You know, we have to show the love. I mean, Jesus didn't, you know, if, he, if we read all the encounters that he had with all these people and his own followers, dude, I mean, in today's standards, some of his followers, followers would be bad people. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah. I mean, the people that God chose to use, David, David was an adulterer. Yeah. And he killed a man, yeah. you know? Yeah. And God still chose to make him the king. Yeah. You know what I mean? The way that he used this. I don't we think can't. there's a single time that I've read in, in the Bible where, you know, you have these, the Bible characters or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Any of them, all of them were broken. Seriously. <laughs> all of them were broken people. Were broken people. And, man, yeah. God used them for the kingdom. I mean, moved. I mean, generations were affected. I mean, it's. We're not trying to make you know if we if we truly see this thing through God's perspective, we get up to His eyes and not see it from our level. Mm-hmm. We see it from His eyes, where when we accept Christ, and all it is is you know Jimmy says it all the time. I'm not asking you to turn over a new leaf. I'm not. I'm not even asking you to join the church. When we accept Christ, God, His whole view of us. I mean, it's it's one it's at one eighty. Yeah, he doesn't see us for the things we did, the things we said, whatever lifestyle we were doing, or maybe still doing. He sees Jesus. Mm-hmm. He sees Jesus, and everything that we do and and may say or whatever. You know, it's the blood of Christ is on our door. Is on is on us, and all God wants is us freely to choose Him. That's right to choose him that we want to make this a choice we don't want to make this thing about you need to choose god because it'll straighten up your life yeah what are we doing man yeah i mean i've had people tell me before that they didn't want to come to church because people at the church knew them or knew their family and they knew that you know they didn't you know live a certain lifestyle so they didn't criteria they didn't meet the criteria so they didn't even come to church yeah you know, they didn't want to, like, oh, too many people there know me. What are we doing? Right. What are we doing? What's what this thing doing? about them, man? Doors should be, I mean, you do, You would think that with what's all going on around the world these days and everyone's trying to find themselves that churches would be flooded with people, you would think. Yeah. You would think that, that people would just be dying to figure out what this God's about, what Jesus is about. Because everyone's doing everything right now to right. figure, figure, you know, find. You're trying to find fulfillment. Yeah, you're trying to find fulfillment. Yeah, and we read these I am statements. I mean, talking about fulfillment. If anyone gets a taste of this, you're not going to want to search any longer. I don't you're think not so either. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You're, you're going to be done. Everybody, yeah. man, is this like legit? Is this real? Yeah. 
we're not going to be pursuing the titles and the job descriptions and the money and the mm-hmm. possessions. I mean, that's all. I mean, if you can, you know, you, you get to a point in your life and you, you can afford all that, hey, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. But, you know, these, this lifestyle, this, what God's all about is, is, it's undescribable. I mean, you experience it, you get into the word and you learn about this guy named Jesus and you just find the fulfillment that nothing of this world can, can provide. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a whole different, it's a whole different feeling. It's a whole different, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. You know, I just, I, and, and <clears throat> something that I've kind of, God's been pushing me and, and maybe that's what I just, I've been thinking about it a lot and maybe I just now I said it out loud, but that's what, you know, lately I just want to like, you know, as the more I'm getting into the word, the more I'm reading about Jesus, uh, you know, the love that he had for, I mean, I I listened to a message the other day and, you know, his closest disciples, you know, Judas and uh, Peter, you know, the ones that, that they, you know, they, they deny, you know, Peter right. denied him. Right. Denied him. Right. They followed him for three years, you know. Peter was, pro, you know, the leader, per se. Yeah. And would do any, and, of course, died for him, but he still ended up denying him. And Jesus was like, I still love you, man. Mm-hmm. I, still I actually love gave him an opportunity to, you know, make amends later on. And, he's, and, J- and Peter, said, Peter, do you love me? Yeah. He says, yeah, I love you. Yeah. You're my sheep. Yeah. You know? Three times he asked him. Three times Peter answered, I love you. You know I love you. He said, feed my lambs, you know. It was almost like he made sure to make make, it, yeah. make sure Peter knew. Knew. That, yeah. We're good, bro. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. But that, you know, that's, and I, the more I'm learning about this, the more I'm reading about it and seeing, because God, Jesus came to reveal the Father, putting this in the Father's perspective. Looking this through God's eyes, mm-hmm. and to say, "Listen, I'm not. You know, this is more than just about straightening your life up. I mean, this is more about you trying to get other people to to come to church. And more, this is more than about just reading the Bible. This is more than about hitting this standard of this yeah. quota. This yeah. this thing is much greater than what you and I could ever try to think about right. or try to comprehend this thing. Right." And it's not, and I'm, and I'm not trying to get like philosophical or anything about this, because that's another thing. It's not, it's not philosophical. It's yeah. not trying to, you know, get real deep and and weird about it. You know, it's 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 simple, and that's how I think confusing it can be because of how simple it is yeah. that we, we're like, nah, it can't be that simple, right? But it is, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's yeah. something I struggled with for a while. Yeah, well, I did too. Like I said earlier, like I felt like there was a always a standard I had to meet. Yeah. You know, and Jesus met the standard, you know. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely like if little kids can understand that I mean it's all about faith. Yeah. The whole thing. That's right. You know, like Holy Spirit convicts of whether we believe or not. Jesus said the mir- the miracle that that you really need uh, 
is is to believe. I mean, yeah. it's all faith, yeah. you know. Um, and everything that, every blessing that we want and every prayer that we want answered from heaven is all based upon, you know, believing. Mm-hmm. Can, can, you know, can God do this? 100%. Yeah. You know, and he just wants to say, hey, uh, I know you can do it. Yeah. Uh, faith is the currency of heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, God doesn't need money. He just wants faith. Mm-hmm. You know, He wants us to believe in who mm-hmm. He is and what mm-hmm. He can do. Yeah, His resources, man, are immeasurable. Mm-hmm. You know, like what does God not have? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, He's created all, all of existence, all yeah. the cosmos, yeah. and He's got plenty to supply whatever yeah. we need. He yeah. has. Yeah. He is. You yeah. know. There's where we get into whole I am things. Yeah. And to think that this God wants to pursue you, right. wants to pursue me. Yeah, we're running around saying, I need this, and I want this, and I want this. And God's like, I am that I am, you know. So He's all he really wants is us to want him because mm-hmm. the more of him we have, the more we find mm-hmm. out all that we need is him. Is you know? him, yeah. He's he's the supply, mm-hmm. you know. He's the well that never 